This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Let me share with you a couple verses here. Uh, in Job 17, 9, it says, The righteous keep moving forward, and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. How many want to keep moving forward in 2018? How many want to be stronger and stronger in 2018? Well, we're the righteous, and we're the ones that need to be moving forward. Then in Philippians 3.13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Uh, from the uh, Darby translation, Philippians 3.14, I pursue, looking forward looking towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. David Livingston said, the missionary to Africa, remember him, I will go anywhere as long as it is forward. So everything we do this year, we want to make sure we're making progress and that we're moving forward with our life. And we've been looking at a series on legacy. Let me just give you the definition. It's just a dictionary. Uh, definition, legacy means money or property bequeathed to another by will or something handed down from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. So it's something uh, of great importance. It's passed down. It's passed down to your children. It's something that uh, we want. Everyone passes down something, the truth is. And we want to pass down good things. We want to pass down the legacy of faith trusting God, believing him, that he is the answer, that his way is always the best way, that his word is truth. We want to rely on him. We want to pass down that type of legacy to other people. And we saw that money is one thing that is passed down, and it's, it's not the most important. The most important is a spiritual legacy, passing down your faith. And uh, I think even better than that, pass down your spiritual legacy and pass down some money too. Nothing wrong with that. Amen? Amen. Don't shout me down. Okay. So I want to, um, I'm just going to skip some here. Last week we talked about father's legacy, and today we'll talk about uh, a, a godly wife's legacy, and because uh, the men, some of them just uh, tell me you bear gown the wives. But anyway, I, I realized that to be a church of legacy, you've got to have strong families of legacy because families make up a church. And we know even if you're single, the singles are joined to a company. You find it in Scripture, they're joined to family. And God wants everyone to have family. God wants everyone connected to others. And that's what the church is about because he knew that we don't do so good by ourselves. We can get isolated, we can get by ourselves, and we can get off track. But when we're together, there's strength there. And God's called us to be together in this. So I trust that even if you're single, just like last week, uh, I believe that you'll receive and because uh, the word's the word. And uh, last week I was actually blessed from uh, some of the single ladies who, who told me that about their, their children, 
that against all odds, they had raised him without the Father, but they were serving God. And uh, it, it blessed me so much, some of them in, in ministry, just that, that legacy passed down to the children. What a, what a blessing that is. And just because you're a single mom doesn't mean that you just give up. No. No, you got all things are possible with God. Don't you let go of your faith. You, you keep moving forward and believe God. But we looked at resolution. And we're going to do some of those at the end. So I just want to give definition, firm determination. Number two, resolving to do something. A course of action determined or decided upon. Resolve means to come to a, a, a definite or earnest decision about. And the, the strength of making the decision is that when you decide according to God's word, God brings his grace or his ability for you to fulfill what you just decided to do according to his word. He gives you the ability to fulfill it. We can't even fulfill what God's called us to do in our own strength. We have to have his strength. We have to have his power. I'll never forget one time uh, my uh, vehicle breaking down and I could not find out what was going on. And I was reading the gauge wrong. And after I, uh, I saw that I was reading this gauge wrong, the Lord spoke to me and said, See, you can't even drive a vehicle without my help. And it, it really, I, I learned that everything that I do is because of his strength. So we can get, have you ever seen somebody that gets prideful in their faith? And it becomes, look what I did. Oh, I'm a hot potato here. My faith is. And it became not about him. It's all about him. I just decide I make my, a choice to put my will according to his will. And then he gives me the strength and the power. It's called grace. His divine ability he enables me to, to do what he's called me to do. I can't do it in my own strength, my own power. I have to have supernatural power to do it. Even to drive a car, especially around this neck of the woods. <laughs> so a, a legacy... Of a godly woman. Romans 12, verse 9. I want you to see that well, I'm going to talk about honor a lot, and honor is something for all of us. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring, say honoring, each other. We're to honor each other. In fact, that's what a church, a legacy does. We honor each other and we honor others. We, we show respect. We give value to other people. And that's, that's honoring. It's it to, we're to delight in honoring each other. And when you see a strong home, a home of legacy, you'll find that they honor each other. There is a mutual respect and worth there. Kids, they see parents that honor each other. And they, it's passed down to them. They start respecting others and honoring other people. We talk about marriage being a 50-50 thing, but really it's 100%, 100%. And we're to honor each other and, and celebrate the differences. You know that I, I was 
reading about this marriage expert, I forgot his name, but he said that he can almost to 100% tell you which marriages will not make it by looking if they honor each other. We're to honor each other. Almost 100%. And that tells you if you're single and you're dating someone or you have a candidate in mind and they don't honor you when they're on their best behavior trying to impress you, run for the hills. It's not going to get better. Run like there's a mad bull after you. <laughs> Don't show them a card, run. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife of understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. It says that husbands are to honor their wives. And the message that you heard last week really is about how men honor their wives. And, and it's loving them and protecting them. And, and you can go back and, and, and listen to it. But that's how a man honors his wife. And, and one thing it says to have understanding. How many men know that's a lifelong journey to understand her? And it can change. But you're, you're to have understanding. And understanding, I can remember learning about hormones. Did you have to bring that up, Pastor? Yes. I'm, I, it's just a place of understanding. And then it it used to be a problem with us in the past. I guess too much information. Never mind. Race that. Too late, it's live, right? Anyway, it dawned on me when I would see a different response or how something was amplified, and then it would dawn on me, oh, yeah. We might not think this way tomorrow. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Understanding had come. <laughs> Glory to God. Understanding. <laughs> so husbands initiate the honor because they go first. And if they go first, that means they honor first. And there, there's different ways, you know, that we can do that. Let me give you a definition of honor. It means it's defined as integrity, worth, merit, and rank. A life of a godly legacy is a life that brings honor. In Ephesians 5.33, it says, however, this is from the Amplified, however, let each man of you without exception love his wife, being in the sense his very own self, let the wife see that she respects and reverence her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, and loves and admires him exceedingly. 
I mean, no, that's a mouthful there. But let me run through some of these. How do you honor your husband? You notice him. Have you noticed him lately, ladies? You give attention to him. You notice him. Regard him. This means to look upon or think of him with favor. To look, regard him with favor. And we're talking about, it said to honor him, and we're, we're talking about um, that honoring him. And, in fact, it, it's interesting. Um, this is something that um, Jimmy Evans had said one time. How many remember Jimmy Evans? We've done a lot of his um, marriage seminars. He said that usually he has found that a husband will go to the level of his wife's honor in him. He will go to the place or to the level of the honor he receives from his wife. See, really, you should be honoring him where you want him to be. And he will start rising up to meet that. Because honor is his language. It will get his attention. Prefer him means to give him priority. Venerates him. I had to look this one up. Give great respect. Great respect. Esteeming, that's regard to favor, defers to yield respectfully in judgment or opinion. And this doesn't mean that you don't confront him at times. You're an equal partner. You have every right uh, to bring up something, and you you bring it up to him. You can do it in a respectful way, though. But you you bring it up, and you say, I've said my piece, and then you rest. You pray then. You let the Holy Spirit deal with him. You don't take it upon yourself and start nagging him. Because let me tell you what happens when you nag a man. He wants to do the very opposite of what you're nagging him about. And some of the men were brave enough to say amen. Let's give Mike a hand. Whoo, brother. He's got faith and he does have a good faith there. His wife is named Faith, those that are watching. Okay. Because you're you're equal. So you confront uh, in the love of God. You don't nag and punish. You said your your peace and let the Holy Spirit do it from there. The Holy Spirit will do it. Uh, You know, the devil's out to divide and conquer. And the Holy Spirit's out to bring unity and peace. Praises him. It means to express approval or admiration of, to applaud. You know, it's been said that uh, men are little boys just in men bodies. There is some truth to that. Uh, We like to be praised. I mean, it it gets our our attention. And we may act like it didn't, but when you said that was a a good job or or whatever, uh, on the inside, we're standing tall. I mean, that's right, baby. I got it. What can I say? Glad you recognize it. 
<laughs> Praise reminds us of what is right with our spouse. Now, sometimes we focus on the weakness, and the thing is, we all have weaknesses. Focus on the, the things that you can praise your spouse about. And what it does, it stirs up love. You know, I can start praising God, it stirs up my love for him. You praise your spouse, it will stir up love that you have for them. So you praise your husband. Then loves, admires, means to regard with wonder, pleasure, and approval. And I'm reminded of uh, Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman. It says, his, the husband, heart safely trusts in her. In other words, he is safe knowing that she has his back. And that does something to a man when he knows he's safe, that he can trust his wife, and there's a place of safety for him. In Titus chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God, They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. So it's talking about here, it says living a life that honors God, living a life of honor. Um, the woman is to create a home of honor whenever, where everyone is honored. She is, um, that, that virtuous woman, uh, she does not allow anything dishonorable in her house. She does not allow uh, evil. She's building her home, uh, allowing the Lord to build through her her home her nest, her, her, her place. And as she, as she does this, the Lord comes and he builds. Unless the Lord builds the house, those that labor, labor in vain. But when you do things God's way, he starts building. Amen? One thing I want you to see is honoring is a choice. It's not emotion. It's not, well, I, I feel like honoring today or not. It is a choice. You give honor. You give it, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a gift. If you're waiting on feeling like someone honoring, honoring someone, it might be a while. <laughs> well, I just, my, my emotions aren't there to honor. Well, you need to set aside your emotions and you honor by faith. I'll never forget uh, a testimony I heard just years ago. It was our marriage uh, retreat thing we were at. But uh, the Lord had ministered to this, this lady. She was one of the speakers. It was a couple. And she said that the Lord ministered to her about ministering to her father. And the Lord said, honor him. And he was, uh, he, he drank, he was an alcoholic. And she said, there's nothing for me to honor. And the Lord said, honor him for his service in the military. 
And she said all their talks were just about the weather. It was nothing. It was all superficial. And she's talking to him, and she said, Dad, I want to take a moment and just tell you something. I want to thank you, and I want to honor you for serving in the military, for protecting this nation, putting your life on the line. And she didn't hear anything at first. And then she heard weeping. And he said, no one's ever told me that. No one had spoken any honor to him. All he had probably gotten was dishonor. But that one word of honor touched his heart. And it wasn't just a few months later that he gave his life to Jesus Christ. There's power in honor. Our culture, in case you haven't noticed, is full of dishonor. Dishonoring authority, dishonoring people. It's full of dishonor. But we want our children, we want to pass down where they honor their, their jobs. They honor their nation. They, they honor and respect authority. They honor the Lord. They honor what the scriptures tell us to honor. This is what honor does and what dishonor does. Honor builds up. Dishonor tears down. Honor brings healing. Dishonor causes hurt. Honor brings strength, strengthens confidence. Dishonor destroys confidence. Honor brings uh, uh, esteems and dishonor minimizes Honor brings value. Dishonor devalues. Honor draws you closer. Dishonor pushes you away. Honor speaks kindly. Dishonor speaks harshly. Honor thanks you first. Dishonor thanks me first. Honor honors God. Dishonor honors self. And the truth is, and when you say this out in Scripture, when I'm doing what God says to honor, every time I honor someone, every time I'm honoring God. And that's the reason it's a righteous thing to do, and there's a powerful force in it, because the one who loves us the most honored us the most. Jesus Christ came for us and went to the cross and gave his life and he honored all of us by that display of love. That sacrifice where he gave his life, no greater honor has ever been bestowed upon anyone than that. It wouldn't have been enough for him to so love the world, but because of his honor, because of his love, it says he so loved the world that he gave. That he gave. So honor is proactive. Honor is an action. And that's not based on the feeling or emotion. And there's power. It's a powerful force when we bring honor. Being honorable to your spouse will bring your spouse to a point of decision. Wow. Wow. Let me read this to you. First Peter 3, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, 
so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Your Christ-like behavior, ladies, can bring your unsaved husband to a point of decision. That's the power of authority. Now, he may reject it or he may receive it. God will not force it on anyone. It's still a choice that people make. But think of the power that you can bring the unsaved one to a point of decision because you honor them, because they see your life. Say a lot of ladies want to go in and preach to get them saved. But probably the better way is to do what the Word says here, is let your life shine and honor them and love them and respect them and let God work on them because God can work through honor. The Holy Spirit can bring that, that loving conviction through honoring someone. Now think about this, ladies. If God can work through your unsaved husband that way, what will he do through your saved husband? Woo, doggy! Let me tell you, I've experienced some of that one. One, and I, I taught this, one definition of submission is to duck. The wife comes, submits, ducks, and God gets them. I mean, God's walloped me. I mean, it wasn't five minutes later. I am so sorry. My goodness. When God spanks you, anybody in here? Am I the only one? Let me help you. He spanks his children. Anybody in here been spanked? Thank you. I was in the wrong place. Okay. Colossians 2.10. I'm going to finish up here quick. So you always are complete through union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Whether you're single or married, no person can complete you. Only Jesus Christ. You're complete in him. That's the foundation. Psalms 107.9. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Ultimately, he's the one who satisfies. Ultimately, he's the one that completes you and the one that we look to. It's not, not your spouse. It's great to uh, have a spouse. It's great to desire uh, to be married. But know this, they can never be God to you. They can never take the place of Jesus Christ and their Father and what they've done. So I want you ladies, I want you to stand up like I had the men stand up last week. If you get your sheets out, this is a, a resolution for a godly wife's legacy. And we're just going to say this together. And we got some more. Uh, I put some copies uh, at the connection desk if you'd like a, a, another copy of this just on a single sheet. Okay, that's it's right. I resolve to live my life as a woman devoted to God, answerable to him, and faithfully committed to his word. I will honor God 
by being faithful to my husband, honoring him in my conduct and conversation. I will submit to him and show him respect. I will cultivate a peaceful home of honor where others can see love demonstrated in my service and attitude. I will communicate to my husband that I believe in him and his leadership abilities, even if he blows it. I will pray for my husband and believe God is working even in the midst of his human weaknesses. I will not criticize my husband to others. Well, I disagree with him. In mine, I put especially your children. They're not even capable of handling that. Next, I will thank my husband for the things he does, providing for our family, spending time with the children, helping around the house. I will be enthusiastic about our intimacy. I will be quick to listen and slow to speak, caring for the concerns of others and esteeming them more highly than myself. I will forgive those who have wronged me and reconcile with those I have wronged. I will bless my children and teach them to love God of all of their hearts, all of their minds, and all of their strength. I will train them to honor authority and live responsibly. I will learn from my mistakes, repent of my sins, and walk with integrity as a woman answerable to God. <laughs> Why'd y'all stop? I feel like I'm the only woman in here. What's going on? Something's wrong with this picture. Is it now on your sheet? It didn't make your sheet. I hope it made the one at the connection desk. Please get one. I'm going to read you <laughs> the last one. I will seek to honor God, be faithful to his church, obey his word, and do his will. Oh, you've got that one. I thought you didn't have the last two. Let's give the ladies a hand, everybody. <laughs> Y'all can be seated. Thank you, Lord. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. And some of us need to make a choice. Will we receive the honor that God gives, that free gift of Jesus Christ? No one looking around give you an opportunity to receive Jesus this morning. He loves you just the way you are. He paid a great price for you. Will you receive that honor? Will you receive the sacrifice, the gift today? No one looking around. Say, Pastor, that's me. Today, I want to ask Jesus into my life. I want him to be the Lord and Savior. It means that you believe that God raised him from the dead. And you will confess that with your mouth, from your heart. Maybe you prayed this before, but you recognize you've moved away from God. You're not living for him. And you want to come back. You want to come back in that close relationship with him. That's you. You can make that choice today, and you can come back home. For either one of these, I want you to just lift your hand. We'll all pray together. Anyone say, yes, that's me. Just lift your hand, and we're going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I see the hand. Any others? Anyone else? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Let's, let's pray together. Say, dear Lord, thank you for Jesus Christ. 
who died for me, who took my sin and my shame, who died on the cross that I deserve to be on. But I believe he was raised from the dead. I believe this in my heart, and I say it with my mouth, that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit that I'll be empowered to live this Christian life. I give you all the honor, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen and amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.